Not right now in the streets from Hot 97. Hot 97. WQHT, New York. We hate to see Jay-Z mad, but we love it as fans of his lyrics. And on Wednesday night, Hot 97 got the inside scoop as Hove recorded a new track in response to what he sees as ridiculous misplaced priorities. He's talking about the national uproar over him and Beyonce's sanctioned trip to Cuba, the debate over his Brooklyn Nets investment, and more. Jay-Z spits fire and venom on the song. It's called Open Letter, produced by Timbaland and Swizz Beats. And Hot 97's morning show got the exclusive debut with Hov's Life and Times website. You can listen to what Jay-Z says about Obama, Cuba, Barclays Center, and more. It's all on the Miss Info blog on Hot97.com. It's your Hot 97 News Update with Miss Info on Hot 97. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you tuned in and are joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. We're focusing on the proposed new gun control laws. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and on Google+. Now, this is part one of a two-part series that we're doing on gun violence. And in this hour, we're talking about the laws the effect that, and the effect that gun violence has had on those who lost loved ones to these deadly shootings. Next Sunday in part two, we'll be talking about the solutions, everything that's happening in our communities, these gun buyback programs that have picked up a lot of steam and a lot of support all around the tri-state area, and also what can be done to prevent this from happening in the future. This week, Congress took a major step towards its first gun control legislation in many, many years, and it happened with support from both Republican and Democratic senators. We're going to break it down for you and explain what's really being considered and debate whether this legislation could prevent another Sandy Hook massacre or the deadly gun violence we see played out all too often on our streets. While President Obama met with families of the Sandy Hook school shooting victims in Washington, First Lady Michelle Obama made a rare political appeal in their hometown of Chicago. She spoke with teens at Harper High School. Now that's the high school where 29 current or former students were shot in the last year alone Eight were killed, including 15-year-old Hadia Pendleton. She's the one who sang at the inauguration. Now, do you think new gun control laws will make our streets and country safer, make our communities safer? Give us a call now at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Or hit me up with a text at 75759. And just include your name and your number or in your neighborhood if you want me to mention it and shout it out. That's 75759. And make sure you text your friends and family around the country right now because we are streaming this show live on Hot97.com throughout the United States. We're taking calls from everywhere. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Do you think that the gun laws, proposed gun laws, will make our streets safer? Joining us in studio is Shanae Jackson. Her 15-year-old, her 17-year-old son, Kedrick, was shot and killed in Springfield Gardens one month before his graduation. Shanae, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate thank you for it. having me. Also with us is Dion Gordon. In 2010, her brother Maurice Gordon, who was a customs officer, was killed in front of their parents' home after trying to protect his cousin at the Moments nightclub in Elmont. His killer was never caught. And to add to their family tragedy, their father... 
um, had a massive heart attack and passed away on the day of his son's wake. Dion, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Also with us is Leah Gunn-Barrett. She's the executive director of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. She has a personal connection to this issue. She lost her brother to gun violence and has been fighting for legislation to get the guns off the streets. Leah, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. And also with us is Robert Barish. He is the legislative director for the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. He served in the U.S. Army and has a different take on these gun control laws that are being proposed. Uh, Bob, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate it. And also joining us on the phone right now is Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. He's a Democrat from Brooklyn. He is a supporter of the Guns for Greatness buyback program. You're going to be hearing about more next Sunday with Michael Blue Williams and also um, proponent of this legislation. Congressman Jeffries, thank you for joining us. Lisa, good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Thanks for being on. What is the mood like in Congress about this legislation? Well, there's a feeling of urgency that we need to act. We need to act in the most comprehensive way possible. And the steps that have been taken over the last week in the United States Senate give many of us encouragement uh, that we will be able to move forward with at least some important pieces of legislation designed to deal with this serious gun violence problem that we have in America. I think we are going to see passage on comprehensive background checks that will largely close the gun show loophole that has opened the door uh, to hundreds of thousands of guns over the years uh, being entered into the market and ultimately making their way up into places uh, like the city of New York. Uh, We'll also see, I believe, passage of a federal anti-gun trafficking statute, uh, which is designed to prevent the interstate trafficking of guns from states where it is easy to purchase weapons into states like New York or Illinois or other parts of the country that have inner city communities with tough gun laws uh, ravaged by violence but often see the flow of illegal weapons into our community. What do you say to critics uh, of these type of measures who say that they'll really have very little effect on the type of handguns that we see on the streets of of New York and in our tri-state area that are taking so many young lives? Well, what's interesting is that in terms of the high-capacity ammunition clip ban, uh, which may be politically difficult to accomplish, I, of course, support it, uh, as well as the assault weapons ban, which also uh, may be politically difficult to accomplish, though I think it's an important step forward. We don't need military-style assault weapons in the hands of, of individuals who may do us harm. Those two measures uh, are largely in response to the type of massacres that we've seen in Colorado uh, and in Phoenix and most recently in Sandy Hook. The handguns, as you reference, Lisa, are most likely uh, to be thwarted through the universal background check measure that's being contemplated uh, where individuals at gun shows, unlicensed dealers, are able to lawfully purchase weapons, even though they may be felons, even though they may have ill intent, even though they may have a history of mental illness, even though uh, they may have domestic violence in their background. And then those guns often make their way up the I-95 corridor from the Deep South into Brooklyn and the Bronx and Southeast Queens and Harlem. And that's the type of uh, situation that we're trying to prevent. And so I do think that it would be an important step forward. All right, so what comes next? I mean, what's the likelihood in a Republican-controlled House of Representatives that this is actually going to get passed if it passes the Senate? Well, I think the key is going to be passage in the Senate 
with the strongest possible legislation possible, which then puts the focus squarely on the House of Representatives in ways that have recently occurred. This took place with the fiscal cliff agreement that everyone uh, remembers at the beginning of the year. People assume that the House of Representatives, controlled by the GOP, would never pass an increase uh, in tax rates on the wealthy and the well-off, but the focus was on them. President Obama had articulated this before the American people. They supported it. The House of Representatives was compelled to act. The same thing happened with the Superstorm Sandy relief package. The Senate passed the comprehensive bill. The president and others supported it. So did Democrats in the House. The Republicans in the House objected. The pressure was on them and the spotlight from the American people. They were compelled to act. So, so bottom line, you're saying it can be done. Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. Bob Barish of the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. What do you think about what he said? Well, uh, I, I think everybody can agree that uh, we want... Uh, anyone who's purchasing a gun to go through a background check. What I disagree with is the mechanism. I don't like that uh, it's being proposed that all gun purchases have to go through a dealer. Uh, uh, my question is, why can't we just open up NICs to private sellers? And then if uh, when selling a gun, if you if you use NICs... What is NICs? What is that? NICs is the, uh, the National Instant Criminal Check System. Okay. That's... Uh, uh, that's what this law would would mandate, that if you purchase a gun, it has to go through a dealer, and uh, and that dealer would conduct a NICS check. Well, the NICS check is very simple. They just make a phone call or, or, or go online, and it's run by the FBI, and they give the name and address of the person, and, and, the, uh, and it comes back yes or no. So I don't see any reason why a private seller can't do that themselves. I mean, no confidential information is given out or anything like that. Uh, you know the name and address of the person you're selling the gun to, so why not... Why not open it up to individual sellers? Because if you do it through the dealers, you add cost. Uh, a dealer is going to charge $35 to $50 for it. Then the dealer is going to have to maintain those records. Uh, uh, in a place like New York or New Jersey, logistically for people, it might be okay because you probably live within driving distance of a dealer. But in many parts of the country, you don't. Uh, think about someone who lives in Montana or North Dakota or South Dakota. You might live hundreds of miles from the nearest dealer. How are you going to How are you going to do that? So we're going to turn someone who buys a shotgun from his neighbor into a felon. I disagree with that. I say open up NICs to private sellers. Come up with a mechanism like that, and then give the in, the individual seller civil immunity if they use the system. And that way, everyone will be encouraged to use it. All right, Leah Gunn Barrett, New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. What do you think about the the, the legislation that they're talking about? These background checks on everybody that is selling a gun or, or buying a gun, no matter where they, they buy it from or who they buy it from, is this going to make, have an effect in terms of what we're seeing on the streets here in New York? Well, it's bound to have an effect. I mean, at the moment, um, only uh, 60% of gun sales, actually, people have to go through a background check through their federally licensed firearms dealer. Around 40% and probably higher, because we now have inter internet sales in the mix, don't. It's like having two lines at your airport security. One line where you go through security, the metal detector. The other line, you just sail through without any kind of check at all. And this huge gaping loophole has allowed uh, criminals, uh, people with ill intent, as Congressman Jeffries has said, people with domestic violence, convictions, people with serious mental illness, people who should not have guns to buy guns. An interesting fact is in, in 2001, um, uh, Special Forces found an Al-Qaeda training manual in 
Afghanistan, when they went into Afghanistan after the 9-11 debacle, and they found the training manual saying that people, terrorists should come gun shopping in the United States because it was so easy to get their hands on guns. Not just handguns, but assault weapons with high-capacity ammunition magazines. And any kind of guns like that. All right, 1-800-223-9797. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. We're talking about the proposed new gun control laws. Do you think it will make the streets safer? Let's go right now to Christian. Christian, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Christian, Hello? Yeah, Christian, you're on the air. Go right ahead. All right, all I, all I have to say is there is absolutely nothing that can possibly prevent another Sandy Hook, so to say, attack. Guns, yes, they are made to kill people, but they were put in our Second Amendment, not for hunting, not for anything like that, but to be there just in case foreign or domestic governments have a problem with us. And if we want to go against them, that's our last stand. A way to that's fight our- back. All right, Christian, thank you very much for the call. Let's go to Diana from Jersey. Diana, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling um, in. My, my, my comment is, I have a 19-year-old son that's away in college. I worry more about him getting shot than I worry about his grades. And it's really sad that I have to think like that every day. Mm -hmm. He was recently in a car accident, and unfortunately, the three kids got out of the car and threatened to blow his head off just because he hit them from behind. What was was to stop them? You know, maybe they saw it twice, but, you know, I'm 42 years old. I lost about 20 people growing up in the streets um, to gun violence. Um, and it's really sad because I just don't see that anything has changed. I really don't know what it's going to take for something like this to change. Okay, I, 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 mean, I, I don't is think it the- any laws, any amendments, any any anybody can change this because if somebody wants a gun, they're going to find a way to get a gun. All right, all right. Thank you very much for the call, Diana. Dion Gordon, what do you what do you say about that? I mean, this is you know your brother was killed, shot and killed. Killer was never caught. Yes. Well, as far as the laws, I do understand that they're trying to, you know, have something that can you know, prevent guns from being on the street. But however, our harsh reality is our urban society is not aware of self-awareness, self-love. There is just too much hatred out there and it is. It has to stop. But again, as far as the gun laws and our law enforcement, you know, we can't expect them to change the gun laws and to change all the murder rates. It has to stop. It has to start someplace within our homes, our communities. We have to have a care. We have to have our young people aware of self-love, self-awareness, stop hating one another, whereas you feel that you have to get a gun. And some say that that's, that's the real issue. Shanae Jackson, you're uh, Johnson, I'm so sorry. Shanae Johnson, your, your teenage son, he was close to graduation. He had a full academic scholarship to St. John's. Yes, yes. And um, that's, that's the thing, like, you know, with the whole gun violence thing, we, we talk of numbers, and which we should, but I want to talk about the real people like us that ex- experienced this. Kedrick was on his way to have a could have been he could have been president i always say that also i lost a fiance in 2003 to gun violence so violence has really really plagued my home and in terms of the numbers i want to talk about the people 
like me who live with this pain every day to people across the country and I don't want to give up you know we a lot of us feel that oh we can never change the laws and we can't make changes up to us we have to but is it a change in the law or is it a change in the mindset and the behavior of it's the people all pulling of the, the trigger I believe that it's all of the above we're pointing the finger all the time and the community blames the police and the lawmakers blame this person we all have to work on this together you can even do it from your home write letters to your senators and, and do something Thing. That's why I feel that the gun law reform is a start and we have a long way to go, but we all can come together and continue to fight for our children. I have three more boys and I'm so worried about them. You know, that's a big worry. Is about that your them. biggest fear as a mother? Yes. Yes. Especially meeting someone like um, Denise Horton in um, Brooklyn who lost three kids to gun violence. So, I mean, of course, and like Jackie Rowe, she lost two kids to gun violence. So this can clearly happen again. I have to do all that I can. And I, I've really dedicated my life to, to make sure that my boys are safe. All right. 1-800-223-9797. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. We're talking about the proposed new gun laws. Do you think it will, they will have a big effect in improving the safety and peace on our streets? Or do you think it's not going to do, do much of anything? Give us a call right now. one 800 223 797 and hit us up with a text at 75759 that's 75759 and I'm going to get to the phones because we've got a ton of calls a lot of people on hold right now waiting to get in but Bob I want to ask you this you served in the military uh, one of the callers raised the issue of the second amendment this is something that I think outside of New York is a much bigger issue here in New York and, and Newark in the tri-state area people are much more concerned about these illegal handguns being used by these thugs on the street that are taking people's lives and kids getting killed in the crossfire, but around the country it has a very different resonance. What's the what is it? Why is the Second Amendment issue so important to people? And what is it? Well, uh, I think the caller is generally correct. I mean, uh, the the primary purpose of the Second Amendment is a deterrence against tyranny. It's to uh, make sure that the political power in our country remains in the hands of the people where it belongs. Uh, uh, now, I think that when we draft legislation, uh, w we can honor both. We can honor both. And the way we do that is we make sure that the legislation is drafted in a way that it clearly distinguishes between illegal conduct and legal conduct. Uh, and background checks are, are a terrific way of doing that, if you've had a background check, then uh, uh, you should be able to have whatever firearms you you feel you need to in your area, and uh, whether you're in an inner city. Or... Everybody, just jump in, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that does that give face. someone a right to have a bazooka, Bob? I'm not talking about bazookas. Well, uh, assault rifles—it's a slippery slope, isn't it? I'm using a phrase that you guys are awfully fond thank of. Thank you. Um, I'm not talking about bazookas, so uh, I don't, I'm interested I don't, I think in your, a bazooka your view is, of the Second Amendment. Weapon, you say it's arms. intended to protect the rights of Americans to rise up against a tyrannical government. Did you actually know that the Constitution in Article 1 allows armed citizens and militia to suppress insurrections, not to cause them? And in the Constitution Who's defines treason. talking about treason. causing an insurrection? Well, you just did. The Constitution defines treason. Uh, treason. But wait a minute, what do you mean, call, what do you mean causing an insurrection? You said to protect against tyranny, a tyrannical government. Yeah, so who's, but who's who's tyrannical? Who do you think is behaving in a tyrannical fashion right now? Uh, right now, nobody. I hope it stays that way. And you area. think it's because people have guns, uh, the government is quaking in their boots, you know, because uh, citizens are, are armed? 
I think that uh, absolutely an armed citizenry is a deterrent against tyranny, absolutely. But tyranny from what, our own government? Isn't, are we government of the people, by the people, and for the people? Don't you believe that our representatives actually represent us, or you don't think that's true? Yeah, I think uh, Adolf Hitler was democratically elected by a majority of the vote. Oh, my God. You're drawing parallels with our country and Nazi Germany. This is this is the typical of the NRA. Typical of the NRA leadership. Uh, I don't speak they to love the NRA. To, well, I think you actually do. They love to incite this kind of fear. And that's one of the problems with America. People feel fear. they have to be armed. Armed against what? What are you so afraid but of? Leah, around the, but around the country, and I've traveled, I've traveled around the, extensively around the country, there's a very different attitude towards guns. People grow up with guns. Mm-hmm. Gu- guns in some families in are, like, are like sports. I know. Sports. I understand that. And, and there's, a, res- there's a respect for the gun. You learn, you learn to use a gun. People go hunting. They go target shooting. They go. They do those types of things. It's it's a sport. It's, exactly. It's but you don't at, need military style assault weapons and high capacity magazines on the streets of New York or Boston I, I, or Chicago. I mean, I think everybody would agree with that. Angeles. I don't think any, if you uh, want to fire an assault weapon, join the army. Okay, but let me ask you this: in, ter- in terms of the, the in terms of the second Second Amendment issue, then I want to come back to what we mostly deal with here in in Hot ninety seven in our audience, which mm-hmm. which is the streets. Is the ob- objection? of most gun owners the, to the fact that the government is now going to be controlling that maybe at some point they'll be able to say, well, you've already bought one gun. You can only buy one more gun or that, that it's a control of the number of guns and the that they're going to have. Is that is it, what is the what is the fear? You know, what is the fear here? What is the concern? Well, uh, I would like to know if Leah is afraid of people who have been background checked who own guns. Are you afraid of them? What, what's your fear? I'm not afraid at all. I'm just this country. If, if guns made you safe, Bob, we'd be the safest gu- country on the planet, and we're far from it. 31,000 Americans die every year from guns. 100,000 are injured. I mean, I think we have a serious gun violence problem. It's a, it's a public health crisis. Yes, it is. And, you know, the, the NRA has been very, it's interesting, they, they've become much more militant um, since, uh, say, from the 1980s. When but gun you didn't sales, okay, but let me finish. I want to know. Let me finish. When, when gun sales like started to know declining, if you are afraid when gun of sales started declining, background checks I'm not afraid guns. of anything, okay? Okay, but Lee, if, if somebody had a background check, that, then, then I think we're. Well, but but why? you're against background checks. The NRA leadership is I didn't against No, he said he is for he said he's in favor of background, background checks, checks, but just but not you, the way they're proposing them. Are you for the bill then? Um, why don't you why are you excluding private sales? I mean the bills I did he's not, not say he's I'm saying he's excluding he's, private sales. Well then you should communicate that to the NRA leadership that you support. Well, he's speaking why, why, for the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. But what 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 I understand you're Bob, what I understand you're saying is that you favor background checks but they should be done by the seller, whether it's at a gun show or whether it at it's at a gun shop they should they should be the ones doing the background check through the fbi criminal database is that correct if it's an individual sale like you're selling a gun to your neighbor uh you should be able to do a background check all i'm saying is it doesn't have to go through a dealer the NICS system is there it's a database should be able to call and say i want to sell a gun to so and so at this address yes or no uh, I don't see the problem with that. I think I think that would work just fine. What about Shanae, victims, What about that? Ask a lot of the victims if they <laughs> see a problem with that. The thing with the background check to me, what you're saying, like, are you afraid of people who haven't had background checks? That to me, I, I don't I don't agree with that. To me, what you're really saying with background checks and the criminals, you know, you're kind of like stereotyping to me with that, you know, because how many people are are going to pass that background check that I know? 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Well, no. It's in terms of your criminal be, criminal behavior. If you've committed if you've committed a felony, you wouldn't be prohibited I from. I still do, Lisa. I don't mean to cut you, but and I your still your believe. brother, by the way, was a federal law enforcement yeah. officer. Yeah, and I get angry at the fact that he was law enforcement and he had a gun that was given to him by a federal agency. However, as far as the murderers that did this to him had weaponry that was higher more more powerful than his that's not supposed to be right. and no, as it, far as the background guns. check yeah. i'm going to tell you about the background check there's always a way to go around a background check right. if i have no criminal record i could buy a gun okay so I'm then does that mean the law so. does that mean the laws don't work because new york has some of the has has had some of the toughest gun legislation on the books of any state and yet we have one of the highest rates of percentage so it's it's a small percentage all right that is going to work but even if they stop the trafficking of gun sales the the fact is there are still guns that are here even if they cut off the highway and cut off all incoming guns what are we going to do about the guns that are here now presently well this law none of these laws address that well That's actually can I, can I just say that you know when you do have strong gun laws which new york certainly does and low gun ownership rates relative to the rest of the country about 18 percent of new yorkers own guns as opposed to a place like alaska that has 60 percent gun ownership and i think rate. nationally it's about half half yeah, the country we owns have guns, the right? fifth lowest gun death rate per capita of any state which is amazing given we have new york city and the violence in the city and that's because of two factors strong gun laws and low gun ownership rates alaska has extremely weak gun laws and extremely high gun ownership and they have the highest per capita gun death rate in the country and a lot of those deaths are suicide but i would like to ask is that your objective is to to lower gun ownership rates well actually keeping a gun in the home is a is a real danger i mean it's you're you're much more likely 22 times more likely to uh, commit a homicide suicide or uh, have an accidental shooting but are the guns that are the laws that we already have even being being fully enforced no well no and you know a city or a a state like virginia was not even loading uh its data into the next system and that's how the shooter at virginia tech uh, was it was able to get a gun and commit the carnage that he did he was uh mentally ill his his it was it was known by the state they should have they did not um, enter that information into the next system so states need to do better at that i just have a question for bob have you ever lost anyone to gun violence in your family no i haven't Mm mm-hmm all right, 1-800-223-9797. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Um, hit us up with a text at 75759 and let us know what you think. Do you think more gun laws, the proposed gun legislation on background checks, will have a direct effect on making our streets and our community safer? Let us know what you think uh, right now. Let's go to uh, Chris from New Jersey. Chris, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. All right, how you doing? Um, you know, I understand the whole gun law, and it should be a little bit more stricter with the uh, people that have mental illnesses. It should be documented, so they shouldn't be allowed to have guns. And if, they, if you reside in a home of somebody, those people that you reside with should not be allowed to purchase a gun or have a gun in the home if you're mentally, you know, if you have a family member mentally, mentally uh, unstable. I'm glad you're raising but, that point because it's exactly, the, it goes to the, the Sandy Hook situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know what? On the other, on the other point, I have guns. And I, you know, I, I'm an avid hunter. I've, I've run into, you know, situations in the woods where if I didn't have my handgun, I would have been mauled by a bear because I was gutting a deer and I had my gun down. And they, they come for food. You know, you have, you have to protect yourself. I also, about two years ago, was in my house sleeping. It was about uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. 
Three guys broke into my house through my son's window. My son's two years old. I got up. I went into his room, and I had my gun with me. And there was two gentlemen in, the, in there. One was in the living room. And one had a knife to my son's throat. If I didn't fire a shot, my son would have been dead. So you know what? The guns protect people, protect their homes, and that's where the guns should be. They not should be out on the street, not to be able to carry them around, but they should be in their homes to protect their home from intruders. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Let's go to uh, Jeff right now. Jeff, hi. You're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Uh, I, I have three points, to, to, uh, three points I would like to make. It's that guns have been a continuation of war. Humankind just hasn't learned to solve any of the problems outside of violence. And ever, and the, the understanding that we have to come to as a, as a civilization is that weapons, weapons all, all, although we may think that they help, that they protect, you have to stop the manufacturers altogether. You want to eliminate weapons, you have to stop. have to stop the manufacturing them. Okay, Jeff, thank you very much for the call. And uh, do we have time, TJ? We got to, oh, no, we got to take TJ waving his finger at me. We've got to take a short break. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. We're talking about the proposed new gun legislation. Will it make our streets safer? Will background checks keep these illegal handguns off the streets of our, our communities? Let us know what you think at 1-800-223-9797. Or does it bother you that the government's going to be tracking yet another thing? Let us know what you think about that at 1-800-223-9797. When we come back, I'm going to ask all of our guests what they think about the issue of mental illness and some of these mass shootings um, and find out what they have to say. And hit us up with a text, 75759. That's 75759. And I'm sure you know by now, Hot 97 Summer Jam 2013 is here, presented by Boost Mobile. Four packs of tickets for you and your people every hour, all weekend long. Tickets on sale now through Ticketmaster. When it happens in hip-hop, you know where it happens, right here on Hot 97. I'm Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. You just want tickets to go see Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Jay-Z. Justin Timberlake. Live. See Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake weekdays at 7.50 a.m. with us. The Cypher Sounds Rosenberg Show with Kay Fox. And again with me, Edge Martinez at 4.50 p.m. Scratch and win now at AutoZone. Get in on the AutoZone Money Zone giveaway today. A chance to win a $10 gift card with every visit. Plus, you'll be entered for a chance to win $5,000 weekly payouts. The AutoZone Money Zone giveaway happening now. Parts are just part of what we do. No purchase necessary. Game pieces available April 2nd, 2013 to April 29th, 2013 or while game pieces last. Subject to entry periods and official rules at moneyzone.autozone.com. Open to legal residents of the 48 contiguous USDC, Alaska, and Puerto Rico. At least 18 years old. Void where prohibited. And if we combine your auto and renters policies you could save six hundred dollars that's like magic so it's like magic david David copperfield can your magic policy do this (gasps) that car is levitating david we're an insurance company we don't cause accidents oh it's no accident it's magic bundle your auto and renters policies with state farm and save an average of six hundred dollars get to a better state call 1-800-STATE-FARM today average household savings based on 2010 national survey of new policyholders reported savings by switching to state farm here you are, Mr. Williams. You can have this prescription filled around the corner. Remember, the doctor wants to see you in two months. Thanks. See you then. I know what you're thinking. Doctors are no fun. Healthcare's not something we like to think about, is it? Well, when I lost my job and my benefits, I had to think fast. 
I have diabetes and need my meds. Good thing I found Metro Plus. Now, my blood sugar's under control. They even helped me lose weight and stop smoking. Metro Plus offers New York State-sponsored free or low-cost health insurance programs for you and your family, such as Child Health Plus, Family Health Plus, and Medicaid Managed Care in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. Metro Plus also offers Medicare Advantage plans and a New York State-sponsored managed long-term care plan in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. Find out which plan is right for you by calling 1-800-475-METRO or visit MetroPlus.org. Metro Plus got me covered. Some children who had employer-based health insurance within the past six months may be subject to a waiting period before they can enroll in Child Health Plus. This will depend on your household income and the reason your children lost employer-based coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, it's back. It's back. The Universe Soul Circus. Circus. And this year, we're all turned up. Nothing else compares to this. The Universe Soul Circus. With acts from all around the world. Like the ballerina and party rock dancers. Caribbean Carnival Act. Colombian High Wire. African Teeterboard Acrobatics. The Comedy Improv Group. The Aerial Silk Duo. Seek, Trick Horses and so much more. And watch Universe Soul without the Soul Train Line. It's a multicultural, all-new show that delivers irresistible fun for the entire family. This is really what every circus should be. Where do we go? Bring the action. Queens, the Universe Soul Circus is now playing through Sunday, April 14th at Roy Wilkins Park. It's the new and improved show everyone is talking about. Don't miss out. See it before it leaves town. Tickets available now at all Ticketmaster outlets and online at Ticketmaster.com. Bring the action. They say you get what you pay for, meaning the less you pay, the less you get. Not necessarily true. For instance, a lot of people pay less for car insurance by switching to Geico, but get more than savings. They get satisfaction. In fact, Geico's customer satisfaction is at 97%. And that explains why I nearly got stepped on by some happy customers dancing in the street. For a free rate quote, visit geico.com to see how much you could save. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. That's what I'm talking about! At Shell stations all over America, millions are saving big on Shell Fuel through the Fuel Rewards Network program. Just shop through FuelRewards.com and dine at participating restaurants to earn rewards. Then, swipe your Fuel Rewards Network card to save big at participating Shell stations. Want to pay less for fuel? A lot less? Sign up free at FuelRewards.com. Restrictions apply. Limit 20 gallons per purchase per vehicle. For information on rewards expiration and other details, see FuelRewards.com. The Home Depot is introducing the all-new Amdro PowerFlex Pest and Weed System with an offer too good to pass up. Get a free sprayer when you buy any PowerFlex Concentrate. With this simple system, there's no measuring, mixing, or mess. Just a weed-free, bug-free home inside and out. Dig in and save at the Home Depot with the all-new Amdro PowerFlex system. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Balance rate was 17, U.S. only store for details. Brooklyn Nets single game tickets on sale now. See the Brooklyn Nets take on the Detroit Pistons April 17th at 8 p.m. at Barclays Center. Visit brooklynets.com or call 1-800-FOR-NBA-TIX. That's 1-800-FOR-NBA-TIX and purchase your tickets today. What up? This is Trey Songz and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people only on Hot 9-7. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Hit us up with a text at 75759. We're going to read some of your messages in just a moment, give us a call at 1-800-223-9797, streaming live across the United States on Hot97.com. We are talking about the proposed new gun legislation. Do you think it will make our community safer? Let us know what you think right now, 1-800-223-9797. And we're joined right now on the phone by Senator Charles Schumer. He's a chief
chief sponsor of the gun control legislation that's now working its way through the Senate. And Senator Schumer, thank you so much for joining us. Lisa, it's great to be on 97 with you. We appreciate it. Senator, The what exactly is in your bill? Because we're, we hear talk about the background checks. We hear talk about high-capacity magazines, assault rifles. What exactly is in your bill? Okay, our bill, the bill I've focused on, focuses on background checks. Right now, uh, if you are a felon, if you're adjudicated mentally ill, if you're a spousal abuser, it's very easy to get a gun. And what we do is say, we're going to do the same thing that we do now if you walked into a gun shop where they give you a check, background check. If you buy things at a gun show, if you uh, try to buy on the Internet, and if you ask the experts, they will tell you the number one way to get the guns off the streets is this. I believe in the assault weapons ban, but let's face it. Most of our kids in New York City who are hurt and killed by guns are not killed by assault weapons. They're killed by handguns, pistols, things like that. We get at that in this bill. So I'm all for the assault weapons ban. I was the author. But the sweet spot in terms of making our streets safer is background checks because, first, it does the most good. goes after all types of guns, not just one type. And, second, um, it has the best chance of passing. Because the NRA, who, you know, they hate me, I've been their foe since I passed the Brady Law and the assault weapons ban back in 1994. Um, but the, uh, uh, the NRA, even in the past, has come out for background checks. Now they're opposed and they're fighting us, and believe me, it's going to be a tough fight. But it has more support. Senator Schumer, in terms of the background checks, who, under your bill, who would be ineligible and unable to buy a gun? Three categories of people. Felons. If you've been convicted of a felony, you shouldn't buy a gun. That's pretty logical. Second, people adjudicated mentally ill. If you are adjudicated mentally ill in any administrative or judicial proceeding, uh, you shouldn't buy a gun. We've all seen what happened with Lanz over in Newtown and so many of the other mass shootings. These are people who are mentally unbalanced. And third, if you're a spousal abuser. What we have found is that people who commit spousal abuse um, very often uh, use guns to harm their spouses and their families. Senator, you talk about the adjudicated mentally ill, but in the case, let's look at Sandy Hook, and I know you were, you were with uh, some of the families of the victims in Washington this week. What exactly, Adam Lanza, I don't think, was adjudicated mentally ill. So how no, would he have been prevented? not, but we also are having provisions in the bill that provide far more support in the schools. So these kids who might have had trouble when they're 10, 12 years old can be identified and treated in advance. And that probably would have happened with Lanza. I want to say one other thing, Lisa, about these Newtown families. I met with them. We had some very emotional moments together. They're beautiful, wonderful people. And, you know, it is so easy when tragedy befalls you to just curse the darkness. That's naturally what people do. To light a candle, scriptures tell us, is almost saint-like. And that's what these people have done, despite their pain, despite how hard it is to get out of bed every morning. They are coming to Washington, looking in the eyes of senators who might oppose us, and say, please, do the right thing. Vote to prevent this from happening again. And it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. And in fact, we wouldn't have a chance without them there. They're the number one reason we have, for the first time in 20 years, a good chance 
of uh, changing things on gun control. In the past, the NRA and the gun lobby has dominated. And, Senator, we have some of some of the uh, uh, families of loved ones lost to gun violence here with us in studio that you know, Sinead Johnson, Dion Gordon, yes. Leah yep, Gunn-Baird from New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. But let me just ask you quickly before we let you go, the what happens next? Is anything happening next week, or what's, what's the next step? Yes. The next step is either Tuesday or Wednesday. There'll be a vote on the backgrounds check bill. Shortly after that, there'll be a vote on assault weapons ban, and shortly after that, a vote on uh, limiting the size of the clips. And let me just say, I've met Sinead Johnson. She's a powerful, terrific lady. She came to my office last Sunday and worked with us to try and gather support for the bill. That's right. Thank you so much, uh, Senator Schumer. We're getting text messages for you already here at Hot 97 at 75759. Drew, what are they asking the Senator? Um, we got a text message here for Schumer saying that um, gun violence has many different levels. The street violence will not be affected by any laws. You can buy a gun on the street for, from $50 to $100 from a guy in the alley. How will, how will any of these laws prevent from that from happening? I think he talked well, about that. Okay. Yeah, I think I did too. But let me just say, you know, this law's not going to be perfect. But since we passed the Brady Law, 1.7 million times somebody walked into a gun show who was a felon and didn't get a gun. How many people are alive because of that? It makes it much, much harder for felons to get guns. Now, can they buy a gun on the street? Yeah, but where do they get that gun from? Someone who um, shouldn't have been able to buy the gun, who went into a gun store where they have more lenient laws, South Carolina or Virginia or Ohio, and then put them in the trunk of their car, drove them up to us, and sold them on the street to anybody who wanted to buy one. And that will be much harder for those gun runners to do should we pass our laws. All right, Senator Schumer, thank you so much for being with us on Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Thanks, Lisa. All right, we appreciate it. And hello to everyone on Hot 97. All right, thank you so much. We appreciate that. How about that? A shout-out from a senator here on Hot 97. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) If it happens in hip-hop, it happens happens right here on Hot 97. Uh, Drew, more text messages here. I know we got a lot coming in. Yes, we do. Um, This is one from my uh, hometown, the Bronx. We have a text message that says, I work in EMS in the Bronx. The amount of people that get shot is horrible. Just remember, just because you pass a background check doesn't mean that you won't snap one day. The main point of this is that it sucks that... I have to wear a bulletproof vest, and all I do is drive an ambulance, and I'm not even a cop. Oh, that's okay. Let's go to Randy from Long Island. Randy, hi. You're on Hot 97. Hey, you know, um, you know, thanks for taking my call, first of all. I just had one comment. You know, I think that every little bit helps, but I think one thing that would help our gun situation is the marketing of guns. You know, guns are marketed to everyone, our teenagers, through movies yes. and television shows minute on, on a minute-by-minute basis in America. And, you know, if, if your favorite actor could wear a nice suit and everybody goes out and buys that piece of clothing, you know, I think when they brandish guns, um, a certain percentage of people, it markets guns to them as well. Is that and like, think, you're, raising, you're raising a good point that I want to so, get comments on. Go ahead. You know, I, if we, you know, I know it's, it, it's based on economics here, but if we, if we censored the, the entertainment industry with, you know, Gun-wise, it would lose a lot of money for the entertainment industry, and I don't think any politician wants to go there. But I think that that's part of the problem. Okay, well, say, l- let me uh, see what our guests have to say about that. Thank you very much for the call. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Hit us up with a text at seven five seven five nine. I'm going to go around the room on this. Bob Barish from the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. Do you think gun use and misuse is being glamorized or promoted through our uh, popular media, like video games, video games especially? Oh. 
I think your caller is very astute. Uh, but uh, the question is, what is the answer? I mean, there are plenty of bad examples that we see in the media. Uh, uh, but what is the uh, what is the solution to that? Uh, I'd like to know what everybody thinks about maybe we should have gun safety classes in our schools. Teach them what to do if they come across a gun that, uh, whether it's, you know, if you're a kid, if it's in the park or you find it. No, we've had a couple cases in the backpacks. They've had them in their book bags. Right. Uh, Should we be teaching our kids in school? I mean, we teach them about sex education. We teach them about, uh, 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 you know, we have fire drills. Should we be teaching our kids gun safety in school? All right, Leah, Leah Gumbera, what about the, the media issue and the cultural issue, well, attitude towards guns? Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, The gun lobby often brings this up as a reason for our gun violence. It's, um, you know, if you look at a country like Japan, they're watching violent video games. Um, in fact, they buy more than this country does. Um, the movies are, you know, universally go around the, the planet, Hollywood violence. The difference between our country and other uh, Western so-called civilized countries, I don't think we're so civilized when we have this rate of gun violence is that we have too many guns and we've the american people have been conditioned by the gun lobby that they need a gun for self-protection so that we have we are the most heavily armed society on the planet we are more heavily armed than yemen again i come back to this question what are we afraid of why do we think guns are going to protect us when they do quite the opposite all right let's uh, bring in bridget hogard her son terrell her 18 year old son terrell had just graduated the friday before he was shot and killed in jamaica queens in 2011 what do you think about the culture you see the you see the gun culture you see it in the music you see it in the movies you see it in the video games it's it's almost like a constant diet with the gun with the shootings with guns with the glorification how do you feel about that um i feel it's is somewhat of a problem but i also feel like the sister said over here in the community, we have to love one another. Mm. And I feel that's a big part of the problem. Yes. We can't expect NRA, anybody, to yes. whoever, to love us and we don't love ourselves. Exactly. And, exactly. and that's where it starts. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Dion, what do you think about that? Well, I definitely believe that law enforcement and our government, we can't expect them to change what goes on in our community. So how do we change that? We have to reach out to everyone to let them know. You understand you must love yourself. You must have a self-awareness. This must stop. You know, what is it that makes you so angry? You know, what is it that makes you so angry that you want to pick up a gun and shoot another that looks just like you? What is that? And that is where my anger comes. Yes, I I sympathize with all the other communities. But the reality is I live in Jamaica, Queens, born and raised there. I don't want to move any other place. I love it. But to know that my family came here from Jamaica to live to, you know, the American dream. You understand? My father. Which your brother exemplified. Exactly. Your father was a police, was law enforcement in Jamaica. He was law enforcement in Jamaica. And then he loved the fact that his son, one and only son, was raised to do the same thing. And then to know that he was struck down by gun violence. And let it be known, my father said the death of my son is going to carry me to my grave. And as we're getting dressed, Lisa, to go to the wake, my father just clenched his chest, had a massive heart attack and died. 
Now, what am I to do? I have to move on and I have to try and have the community to have an awareness because I have twins, 13. One of them is a young man and I want him to be safe. I want my friends to be safe, my family. You understand? But I need for them to know, stop it. And the community needs to be angry enough to want to change that. And what would give you peace of mind? If anything was possible, even things we don't think are possible. I tell you, peace of mind really comes from within and from knowing God first. However, on the law side of it, peace of mind would know that I could walk somewhere, walk into a movie theater in my community and feel at peace knowing that no one in there has a gun to commit a violent act. I believe that's peace of mind for me, knowing that my children are on their way to high school and I don't have to worry about receiving a call because there was gunfire going on and someone was shot innocently. That would give me peace of mind, Lisa. All right, 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up with a text at 75759. I want to come back to this issue we touched on a little bit about the mental illness. In Senator Schumer's bill, he says that the people adjudicated to be mentally ill would be banned from buying a gun. But we look at the Newtown case. I think Aurora was the same situation. You look at most of these major mass shootings have been committed by people that had known histories of mental health problems. How do you keep a gun out of that person's hand if they haven't been adjudicated as a mental health problem by the state? How do we do that? Bob, what do you think about that? It's very difficult. Um, I'd, I'd like to hear ideas on it. How, how do you get there? I mean, what do you Tough think question. about the, what do you think about the mother of Adam Lanza having that, those kind of weapons in the home when she knows her son, when her son, everybody in that community that encountered him knew he had severe, severe problems? Was that responsible? Those were legal guns. I think she was very irresponsible. Uh, And uh, as a gun owner, she should have had those locked up and unavailable to her son. The fact that he got a hold of them, uh, we don't know all the details, but it's hard for me to imagine that she was uh, behaving responsibly. All right. Mm. Here's an idea. Leah. If you didn't have 30 rounds, if you you eliminated high-capacity magazine clips, and in Adam Lanz's house, his mother had purchased 30-round magazines and 10. Um, He deliberately left behind the 10-round magazines and grabbed the 30 to take to the elementary school. And what that basically meant, in four minutes, he got off 152 bullets to kill those 20 kids and six female educators. Now, if he had had um, only seven-round magazines, which is New York law, he would have been able to get off only seven rounds instead of 300. And he would have had to reload his AR-15 assault rifle. 21 times. But if those guns had been kept locked up, as Bob suggested by his mother in the first of place. Of course, that's the ideal. But but I'm saying if you, if you, you know, laws do work. If you limit high capacity ammunition magazines, which have been used in all of these horrible mass shootings, Tucson, Aurora, Oak Creek, Newtown, Virginia Tech, Columbine, then you would, you would reduce the number of people killed. Christina Taylor Green, the little nine-year-old who was killed in Tucson, was killed with a 13th bullet. If that, if Jared Loeffner had a 10-round magazine, okay, people would still die, but she would still be alive. All right, let's uh, find out what's happening with the text messages. Our 
Associate producer Angelique Tyree is here. Angelique, what are people saying on the text? Okay, so the texts are pouring in with people who are for and against the gun legislation. Uh, One text message was from a listener who said, how would you feel if the Sandy Hook killings were committed with handguns? Would we be banning all guns? Where does it end? Alcohol kills more than a million people a year through accidents and disease. Are we banning beer? Um, Another text message reads, the real issue is the mindset. We can make as many laws as we can, but if we don't change why people buy guns, we'll be changing nothing. In fact, it'll hinder progress. Law-abiding citizens wouldn't be the ones going out of their way to get a gun. If someone wants to get a gun to do bad things, they will. Shanae, you were shaking your head yes when the mindset word came up. The mindset, yeah, especially when you were talking about um, the video games and the culture of violence that we have today. You know, So it is a mindset of of getting angry and and I'll take you out of here and and, and non-forgiveness. But I would like for all, I think it would be powerful if all of the victims across the United States came together. Not only Sandy Hook, but those ones that we don't hear about this probably someone right now Mm -hmm. who is experiencing so much pain and don't know where to turn but if we all come together as one voice from Chicago to LA to New York all of us that have experienced this hurtful hurtful pain it hurts especially when you carry your child for nine months and you did everything to keep them off the streets and keep them off out of gangs and did the right thing as a parent and someone comes along and takes their life no and I know I'm not the only one there's so many of us so if you can reach out reach out to the station and let's all come together I mean it you know it's, it's just too much now and now it's the time you know so not only has Sandy Hook been affected and I feel for those parents but we've been dealing with this every single day there was somebody probably killed and we don't know anything about his parents are suffering right now what we have in America is we have slow motion mass murder 32 people die every day and you're right Mm -hmm. every day every single day in America and how many kids I heard some eight eight or nine we don't know so like a Sandy Hook every three or four days absolutely and then it's an upset. A lot of people don't, like, once the murder happens, that's just the beginning of it. A lot of people don't realize. And then there's all type of fees that we're not financially prepared for. And then there's an upset. And some of us lose our jobs. Some of the parents are misplaced. I did with so many parents across the city that are homeless. So not only did you lose your child or your loved one, you lost your job, you lost your home. So whether you think it affects you or not, it does. No, it affects the effects are very long lasting. It's a rippling effect. It devastates communities across yes, the country. Yes, it does. Now, now is the answer to disarm the violent people or is the answer to disarm everybody? We're not talking well, about. All right, we're going to have to we're going to have to leave the show on a question, and that will have to be the question because we're out of time, unfortunately. Believe it or not, but I want to thank all of you for being with us. And uh, Sinead, to what you're saying, you know, we have push for peace. We do push for peace shows here at Hot 97 uh, Street Soldiers. If anybody wants to follow up on what you say, they can email me Lisa at Hot 97.com. That's Lisa at Hot 97.com, and you can check it out on Hot 97.com Street slash Street Soldiers or Lisa Evers.com for information. But if you want to respond to what Shanae was talking about um, or information about our guests, hit me up, Lisa, at Hot97.com. I want to thank everyone who's been with us on the show today. This was really awesome. Senator Charles Schumer, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, and joining us in studio, Bob Barish of the New Jersey Second Amendment Society, Leah Gunn Barrett, Executive Director of New Yorkers Against Vi- Gun Violence, Dion Gordon, family member who lost her brother to gun violence, Shanae Johnson, her son, Car- Kedrick was uh, shot and killed. She lost him to gun violence and also Bridget Hogard, her son Terrell. May they all rest in peace. And I want to thank you all for speaking up and uh, being here and just fighting. It's peace, really. We're just all debating how the best way 
what the best way is to get there about. So I want to thank all of you for being with us on this episode of Street Soldiers. If you have comments, Lisa at Hot97.com. Check me out on the Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10. Um, keep checking in, LisaEvers.com. And we're going to be starting a new thing this spring and this summer. If you would like to be my guest co-host in studio... <laughs> Sign up uh, to follow me on Google+. Plus. We'll be doing the pre-screening. My team here will be doing the pre-screening on a Google Plus Hangout. And then uh, you may be the one in here in studio getting to ask the questions along with me. So I want to thank everybody here at Hot 97. Um, my executive producer, Tone Capone. Our associate producer, Angelique Tyree. Joe Connor, production supervisor, Andrew Varis. Our board op, the one and only TJ. Our digital director, Jeffrey Thacker. Our senior marketing director, Denisha Benjamin. Assistant program director, Carly Hustle. I want to thank all of you for being with us. This episode of Street Soldiers was made hot for you by The Arc. Be in the know. New Jersey wants you to know alcohol and pregnancy don't mix. Get educated at beinthenownj.org. We thank them for sponsoring sponsoring the show and have a great week everybody remember use your mind it's your best weapon part two will come next sunday we're going to be talking about solutions and i hope your mind is your only weapon i'm lisa evers push for peace the hot 97 summer jam festival village every year we line up the hottest up-and-coming artists to hit the stage and perform before the big show it all kicks off at 2 p.m in the midlife stadium parking lot performing this year Action Bronson, ASAP Bird, Joey Badass, Benny Chase, Bodega Bam, Troy Ad, and Ed, Smoke Dizzle, and more. New York City! You'll need a Hot 97 Summer Jam ticket to get into the Festival Village. Presented by Boost Mobile. Be heard. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. I remember the, I remember moment. the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. Several of us were working to rescue a family. The house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Because I'm a citizen soldier.